All right, welcome to another episode of Kiwi Skin Stories, where neighbors meet neighbors. Today on this Village Council Candidate Special Series, we have Nick Lopez Jenkins. He is a Kiwi Skin resident for 25 years, lives here in the Key with wife and two kids. He's a UM graduate and an insurance advisor. We're going to get to know him and his run for Village Council. Nick, how are you doing today? Doing great, Alejandro. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. So looking forward to it. Same here. Looking forward to get to know you more. So let's dive right in. Um, what is the best piece of advice you have ever been given? Well, the best piece of advice I've ever been given. Well, I get, I'll, I'll answer that two ways. Just because I think in general in life, um, being given advice is great. Um, seeing people live the advice they give is probably even more valuable. Um, I've been lucky enough to grow up with some great role models. Uh, my father, a lot of adults that I've had around me and my family, along with that, um, coaches, teachers. So, um, so that always, I think, is the most important thing, being a mentor, actually living what you, what you preach. Um, but if I said uh, just a piece of advice to give as a statement is um, do things that scare you. I think it's important in life to... Maybe scare is the wrong word. Maybe it's more do things out of your comfort zone, um, whether it's, you know, change your career or, you know, run for office or, you know, go talk to a pretty girl in the corner that you're afraid to talk to, whatever it is. But it seems taking risks like that um, tend to pay off in the long run. Um, uh, you live with less regret in your life or re regret is a terrible thing for things you haven't done. So I, I think do things that are outside the comfort zone is probably the best advice I could give to someone. Can you share some of the things that uh, you've, uh, I guess, taken on that have challenged you? Um, I, I, like I said, I think me running for office probably epitomizes it. Um, and it's because there's so many different things. I mean, go and have to knock on strangers' doors, you know, and, you know, you go on podcasts with, very talented and intimidating people like yourself. It's not easy, uh, not an easy thing. So, <laughs> and I, but it's just asking, you know, asking a friend to put a yard sign in their yard. You never know. It's, it's all these kind of things that just, I mean, I'm 52 right now. And so um, somebody explained this a lot better than I did, but you know, you reach a certain age, there's, there's not a newness to things, you know, days kind of bleed into each other. You have your, you know, we, I have children. So those things are, are new experiences for me. Um, and I'm married and, you know, but the, things can become a little mundane. This is really, like I said, open my mind. I mean, I am, like I said, I don't sleep at night. I'm staring at the roof. I'm getting up at four in the morning. So, and, but I have to tell you, it's, it's an energizing feeling. It really, it really gives you a sense of, uh, of drive and purpose. And I'm really enjoying the experience. And like I said, it's, it's something that, you know, I kind of was afraid to do at the beginning and now I am incredibly glad that I'm in it. And I'm doing it. Um, I'm doing this, like I said, and I'm, I'm enjoying every moment of it. So, and I plan on enjoying every moment of it. I know some of our, our elections here have become a little contentious as of late. Um, that is not the route that I'm going to go. I'm going to make friends. Um, I'm going to enjoy this experience and hopefully it turns out well. I, I got to ask how has been the knocking on doors? Because it's not something that we usually do. You see it in movies. Hey, neighbor, welcome to the neighborhood. But people don't, it, it's not. How has been the knocking on doors, like approaching, like? Like you, know, you go and then you, you knock and then you take like five steps back. So people think, you know, you're not, you're not like trying to do a home invasion. Or 
<laughs> right? Yeah. Right. But whenever possible, I, I, I'll try to bring my daughter because she's very four-year-old. She's adorable. So like I said, that's a little disarming too. Um, but yeah. I, I, I'll, be, I'll be completely serious and I'm, and I'm not just trying to, you know, ingratiate myself to people of deepest gain. I, this experience has been great, you know, and there's so many talented people here and so many people, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's strange that people want to hear your opinion because you usually have your friend group that, you know, you chat with and mm. whatever, and maybe a little bit outside of that. But the fact of being able to engage with people you've just met and they're interested in what you say, and I'm interested in what they say, because I've honestly learned, like if you were to ask me why I began running it, my, my reasons were pretty simple. I just thought, you know, it's, this is the way, you know, village government is meant here. It's set up this way. It's a non-paid position. It's meant for, you know, for talented, hardworking people to step up and, you know, and fill a role for, you know, four years, maybe eight years. But, um, but every time I talk to somebody, whether it's finding out about maybe a, uh, the, the sports fields or need for special needs or, you know, my street floods like this, it's, it's amazing what you learn about how everybody's life in Key Biscayne is just a little bit different. And being open to hearing those differences is, uh, like I said, it's very educational. So, Awesome. Awesome. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about what are some of the most important things in your life today? Oh, like I said, I'm going to answer this baseline, obviously. My family goes without saying, that's it. So um, not it out, 100% my family. But to get a little deeper, I guess, um, for me personally, um, I love to travel. Um, I said the pandemic kind of curtailed that for for uh, for a couple of years. I literally had a my 50th birthday was a couple of years ago, right at the height of the pandemic um, in July. And my wife, who was um, was a very acute sense of smell, and with the trip was booked. We were going to New Orleans. New Orleans is like our second home. We love going there. She went to college in Loyola. Um, like I said, I've got family. I've got a charity I work with out there as well, um, and. All of a sudden, she's like, like a week before my 50th birthday, she's like, she's like, I can't smell right now. And I'm like, I can't smell. And I'm like, I think I've heard something that might talk. <laughs> I go, it's like, I tested. I'm like, oh, yeah, I think you should too. And she came back positive. And then, of course, and I couldn't smell. So I, and then my kids couldn't smell. I mean, I guess they couldn't smell. They were too young to verbalize that because we all ended up getting it at the very beginning of the pandemic in July of 2020. So that kind of got hurt the trouble. But like I said, since we are, you know, back now, we just, we actually just got back from a trip to Napa for her birthday, which was fantastic. I used to do, uh, before I did insurance, I did wine and spirit sales. We had a great time out there. Um, New Orleans is, as I mentioned before, is like our second home. Um, also love going to, uh, like I said, you know, Charleston is another favorite place to go. So Things like nationally so far. Hopefully, we're, we're looking to do a, a trip with my parents in January to Spain. So I love traveling. I love reading, although my wife doesn't consider it reading because they're audiobooks. So, but I've, I've you know, I've, I've gotten into reading some of the classics, like you know, To Kill a Mockingbird, stuff, stuff that you know, I wasn't, I wasn't a reader in high school or in college for that matter. I kind of picked it up later in life. Um, I've switched to audiobooks now just because I drive so much for work or if I'm at the gym, you know. I mean, mind you, if I'm not, you know, listening to Keep Escape stories, obviously I listen to the books. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Uh, little plug there, but um, but yeah, that's. I mean, like I said I've, I've got a great friend group. I, you know, I, went, I went to school at Belen, so um, back when it was graduated in '88, um, there was 99 of us. Uh, two of them have passed away, sadly, but we've got a chat and we get together often, often as we can. 
Um, we have a lot of overlap with business and, and personal stuff. So I guess those, are, besides, obviously, once again, my family, um, that, those are probably the things that, you know, the passions that I have right now. You know, I, I, I went to Columbus, but one of my, one oh, of my best friends. I, no, but wait, one of my best friends is from Berlin. So it is possible. There you go. No, it's it, it, it's funny because it, it's always it's always been that grind. And they're just there, you know, and you end up and you grow up and they, they become your best friends, too. And it's it's just one big circle. I mean, my you know, Miami is it's it's a small town. I mean, yeah. I, I say to people, oh, it's my I'm like, I'm trust me. Uh, you better behave yourself because everybody you meet knows somebody, you know, that's for sure. So that's true. That's true. So tell us what inspired you to run for village council? I mentioned it before. It seemed a, a role that I would be good at. Honestly, I'm humbled by people, you know, showing the amount of support they have for me. Because, um, as I said before, I've met so many people who are so talented. I look at them I'm like, why aren't you running for council? Why am I running for council? It's ridiculous, you know. But it just it just came out in a way that you know, I after conversations with my wife, she's like, look, you should get involved. You've always been, you know, like I said, tied in with the, you know having comments about what's going on in the village and whatever, you know. It's time to step up, you know, I mean, because, you know, as they say, talk is cheap, you know, so um, give it a shot. See how you received um, and you get out there. You'll make friends. Uh, as I said, I've, I, that's, I've generally I've generally been the kind of person that walks in a room and leaves with more friends than he walked in with. So um, I thought this would be a good experience. I thought whatever. And like I said, I think I have a decent shot to win. Um, I think the other candidates that are running are fantastic as well. Um, and I think we've got a good group. We had a great, uh, I, I, I wouldn't even call it debate there. Now we had a nice forum, you know, where people exchange ideas, you know, and that's, that's kind of, I think the essence of a council is to really, it's a more of a collaborative thing. Um, and honestly, if I get on, I'm looking to create consensus, you know, I don't want four or three votes that are, you know, with hurt feelings. I'd rather, you know, you know, six, six, one, seven, zero. I mean, those, those are the kind of things because I think that the values that we share here. Um, to get back to why I got in, I want to I want to keep that. You know, we have a very unique place. I've traveled all over the country for work, personally, whatever. There's some great cities out there. There's nothing like this. Okay, there's just like I mean, I love this. I, it's a it's a Bob Dylan quote. It's like I'm paraphrasing his quote. It's like, look, there's a lot of places I love. I love Cuba's game more. So and that's kind of what I that's the way I want to keep it for myself. My parents are here. My kids are two and four. I want I want them to be able to enjoy what I've enjoyed. So, so in in your experience, you're in the key and and in your run, and I'm sure knocking on doors. What are the most important issues you think of? You've seen the key scan is phasing today, and how would you try to tackle them? If any, if any ideas on that? Well, look, I I think, and it's it's funny because life is fluid, so you can get into this thinking, you know, okay, I gotta I gotta deal with this and that or whatever. And I think over the past week, I mean. America Bridge is, is the issue, right? Mm. You know, you look at what happened in Sanibel, their bridge won't be back for a month. Can you imagine that the that crisis, the humanitarian crisis we would have in this island if America Bridge was out for five, six weeks? I mean, what would you do? It was, it, it, I mean, I don't, I don't even know what we would do. You know, just the, but the needs of a, a boat lift. I mean, I, I don't, I mean, everybody had to leave the island, I imagine, you know? So, that has to be, um, I said, from having met with the village manager and talked to other people, I mean, that bridge could be taken out by a Category 2 storm, you know, which is weaker than what hit the, the Fort Myers area. Um, category 2, you know, probably happen every couple of years. And like I said, a direct hit could cause that. So, and the one other daunting thing about it is that they did a refurbishment 
10 years ago, they said they had to- a total of 20 years. And then by speaking to people, they said, well, look, if they put shovels in the ground today, it wouldn't be done till 2027 for another five years. So like I said, that window's closing. I don't think it's a risk that we can take. I think, you know, a state of emergency, whether it's with the county or the state has to be declared on this so we can expedite permitting and really get that started. Obviously the resiliency programs, those are something that we have, we have out to contract for 30% built for the KA area. So when that comes back, that obviously be something that we have to act on as soon as possible. I don't think there's a, there's a reason to drag our feet on that, but bear cut is right now would be the number one topic. If we went to smaller things, issues that could be dealt with probably in the near term. Um, I know some things are going on with, with, with traffic as far as extending the right turn lane on Harbor and, and the left turn lane in Key Colony. Um, there might be other ideas. Like I said, I, I had heard it from a bunch of people who are smarter than me about possibly putting like a circle or, or a peanut shaped um, intersection at the, at the corner of Harbor. And like I said, I don't know how easy that is to solve. And then the other things are just things that, like I said, engagement with the city of Miami. I mentioned this the other night, I've got a, a great relationship with Francis Suarez. I've known him 20 years as a friend. Um, I've talked to him on Wednesday. Well, we're for Saturday today. Sorry, it's going to be released. But um, And he has, he has a commitment to be good neighbors too. They come here. His parents come here. I've seen his parents here at the beach club uh, and at church. And, you know, like I said, we're all one community and it's good to make good neighbors. You know, neighbors, you know, invite each other other for barbecues and, you know, I mean, suing suing the city of Miami for the boat show um, was silly. It made no sense. I went to the boat show. I had a good time at the boat show. Boat show is not the problem, you know. It's the other kind of developments or the other kind of events that you know we have to deal with and say, look, you know what, this doesn't really work for our community, and you know we have to look for a long term solution. But those are basically, yeah, things that I would be looking for. If you were to take office, for example, what are some of the things you would do right off the bat? Right off the bat, like I said, I would I would engage with the city of Miami. Okay. to get some sports fields under Virginia Key. Because if you really look at it, if you look at, at Brickell and you look at where we're at, Virginia Key is like right in the middle. So I know we consider it closer to us, but it's not too far from what the Miami residents are. And they have a, they have a desperate need for, for parks as well, you know, for playing fields for their children. So um, I think that's, that's something that we can have common ground and, and, and get going quickly. And, Back to bear cut. I, I mean, I would make it an absolute priority um, to engage the county and say, hey, look, we need to do something and get this done now, you know, because, I mean, going through the regular permitting process to get bear cut done, I, I don't think we'll cut it. I don't think we'll, we'll have it done in time. So um, it's honestly, I think declaring a state of emergency on that bridge is necessary. And this is the perfect time. I don't, I don't mean to, you know, harp on the, the misfortune of people in Sanibel. We used to spend San, summers in Sanibel when I was in high school and loved it. Um, but that we can't let that happen here. That's unacceptable. That's fair. It's fair. You see those pictures, you know, that, that, that bridge was down, I think in more than just one location. It's a, it was a long bridge. It's a longer bridge than ours. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, but it's, it's the only one to Sanibel. So it's, yeah. I mean, crazy. So now we talked some of, some of the issues and that, um, you think are pain points here. What about some of the things that the village is doing well? What are, what are some of the things that you've seen? Um, well, what the July committee? Like I, said, uh, I, mentioned, I, I love it. Best for the July parade in the state of Florida. I'm going to say not that I've been <laughs> other ones, but I'm going to go with that one. Um, look, I, I will tell you, um, and it's one of the things where I told you that, that so many things have been uncovered while I've done this. 
there is a level of volunteerism within this community that I had no no grasp of, you know? Um, there are people doing things, whether it's with the foundation or it's the Rotary Club or it's the 4th of July or it's the Vision Board. These are really, really smart, successful people donating their time for free to, to better things, not only here, but in other places. I mean, I, was, I, I attended the Rotary Club breakfast yesterday on Friday, and I was blown away by what they do, you know? And they're not looking for publicity. They're not looking for, I mean, it, it is just amazing. And you know what? And they have fun doing it too. You know, they've got a big wine event coming up, uh, you know, at, at, the, at the links in November. They've also got a, a Halloween party at the beach club. So I'm just plugging in a couple of events they got coming up. That's probably go to both of them. And it's just people like that doing it. So that's, I mean, what are we doing as a community? I would say that what we're doing as a government, I say this every time I, I have a chance to speak to anybody. There is no government that you get the amount of pleasantness, pleasantness. I don't know if I'm not saying that, that saying right. That's fine. But people know what I'm talking about. Makes sense. When you interact with, as you do with the village of Key Biscayne, there is, there is a smile when you walk through the door. There's a level of attentiveness. There's a level of respect. I challenge everybody just to Google DMV Miami right now. The DMV in Miami doesn't take online appointment. You have to show up in person every morning to wait in line to get into the DMV. I, it is a madhouse, okay? You need a license here. You just make a phone call. This, everything gets taken care of here. This is a full-service community. Um, we all pay a, an additional cost to live here. I, I have no doubt about that. It's definitely not the cheapest place to live in, my, in South Florida. Once people, you know, if you were to look at the pros and cons of where would you want to be and what it, I mean, this is, I mean, like I said, we're not having an, an exodus from Key Biscayne, you know? People want to come here. Every time I mention to somebody, they say, oh, no, I live in Key Biscayne. I say, oh, that's great. I live in Kendall. I, li- I have nothing against Kendall, by the way. I like Kendall, but, you know, I don't want to live there. I want to live here. So that's uh, all my Kendall friends that make fun of me now. But, but it's true. <laughs> it's the truth. I just, I, I like living here. I, I take pride in that I'm a key rat. And you can call me a rat, and I'm not insulted. It's something that, you know, it's a badge of honor. And... Like I said, I always get back to it's a culture and a lifestyle, and everybody's been incredibly receptive. Um, I can't imagine campaigning somewhere else, not here, you know, because uh, I can imagine getting, you know, I don't like getting doors slammed in my face and stuff. So everybody here has been pretty good. I mean, maybe some people hide when I show up, but it's possible. But you see the yeah. blinds closed. Yeah, I'll, I'll open real quick and I'll like some. <laughs> so in this journey, you know, yeah. in government, you know, and then in a lot of places, you don't have to deal with a lot of people's opinions and thoughts and ideas. You know, how, how would you work with those that oppose your ideas? I sat on like, we had, we had our debate on Thursday mm-hmm. or a forum better. And there's five very talented guys up there. Like I said, it's sad that there, there were, there was no women. I'm sure, you know, we'll have women run next time, including Mary Stevens. I'm giving a plug right there for Alexis <laughs> from now, a friend of ours. Um, but that being said, I said there wasn't an incredible amount of distance between everyone's opinions. I mean, everybody has a different skill set, a different way to communicate it. Um, but everybody's here, and I think everybody's doing it because they love this community, you know. So, as far as as far as the fractious issues, I mean, we have the amendments coming up. Um, I said this the other day. Uh, there's only one amendment I oppose. It's the amendment for a primary for for a council. I just think, you know. It's really hard to do this when you have a job and, you know, adding a couple of extra months to it would, you know, like I said, it, it says it puts a strain that, you know, it might drive some good people from doing it. Um, 
The other amendments, as I said, you have Amendment 4, which is the supermajority to change, you know, zoning ordinance and stuff. And I get both sides of that issue. And I and I, I try to, like I said, and I've heard some very, I'm going to vote yes on that because I think in the end it'll create a more efficient village government. I think there are enough guardrails built into it that um, that it cannot be abused if the public, you know, is made aware of what's going on. Um, but like I said, I've, I've talked to some very smart, thoughtful people that, that, that oppose it because they're worried, they're worried about a, you know, a worst case scenario. And, you know, if, if you describe a worst case scenario, I sit there and say, well, you know what, you're right. Um, but, you know, this is probably why you have to be more engaged on who you vote to counsel, you know? Um, so I, I don't, I, I have never had a, a problem being able to, to stay amicably without disagreeing. Um, I worked, before I did insurance, I worked in the, the wine industry for many years. And, you know, we all competed with each other, but we were all friends, you know, at the end of the day, you know, because you win some, you lose some. And, you know, and there's there's certain places or whatever. Look, I have to tell you, I'm, I'm not going in with any pre, predetermined notion. I mean, if somebody can educate me and convince me to, to, to think a different way through facts and persuasion, I'm willing to do that. So I'm not going in with a, with a tremendous agenda. I, I need to, to get there, do the hard work. I, I know that's that's the one thing that like I said I am prepared to do the work. Um, I will not show up unprepared. I will have all the information. I'll have questions to ask, um, but I will listen and I will learn. And the way our government is set up, we do have some great people in place to do some of the hard work for us. And then, like I said, it's uh, I think Ed London said we, we're kind of like a board of directors. We need we need to be conscious and, you know, make sure and have oversight of what's going on um, and stay educated and stay on top of issues. So that's uh, like I said, I I think. I will be able to explain whatever decisions I do make once elected, and I'll I'll explain it in a in a thoughtful, um, substantive way. And people might disagree with me, but they'll 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 realize, okay, well, there's a reason why you think this way. Yeah, I, you know, I I tell people all the time that voting is the most powerful tool that they have, and they should always go out there and never think that their vote doesn't count or it's just one more and many it does count and they should go out there and educate themselves especially now we have a lot of um what is it net charter changes yeah seven referendums i think they're called there's seven right so yeah. it's it's a lot so and then the islander news just published um, um a guide so that you can be ready so i i encourage everybody listening to go out there get a copy and and read Read it, read them up so that you're ready. So when the, the voting time comes. The one good thing about this government is that if you're unhappy with what the council does, every two years, four seats turn over. Okay. Or the possibility of four seats turn over. So you can literally go from a minority to majority every two years. Um, and you know what? The budget is there. It's there to be looked at, you know? And if there's things that you question, I'm, I'm, please bring them up to me. I'd love to see them, you know? But it's not like... We're dealing with, you know, the federal government, even the state government, where your tax money goes out and you don't know where it goes. Here, like I said, you look at the budget, it says $75,000 to, I'm using, I'm making up an example, to paint the community center. You say, okay, $75,000, then you can walk outside and say, hey, look, they're painting the community center. There you go. You know, that's, there's a level of, of, of closeness. That's why I think this is really, people get caught up in national politics, but local government is where the most changes are made. I I was asked by a group of, of mothers to say, look, you know what, we're going to get up and talk. We need other people to talk. Would you like to speak on the issue as well? I said, I, you know, I've, I've, I've had, you know, interactions with um, people with special needs. And I was, I was like, of course. I mean, 
you know, they, they wanted to get a special needs coordinator, a full-time person placed. And, you know, as once again, as I told you, you learn in this process. I would have assumed that we had that already. We don't. Coral Gables has it. Doral has it. We don't. Um, and like I said, so when I hear stuff like that, I'm like, okay. So I get up in the first budget meeting. They spoke much more eloquently, much more substantive than me. But I got up there and said, look, I think this is a, a need that we have. Um, as a community, we should not fall behind other communities here in South Florida. We should be the standard bearer for things like this. And then two weeks later, the second budget meeting, there was money in the budget, not for the full-time person, but there was money in the budget for special needs. And I sit there and think, wow, can you imagine that? That you get up, you make a point, a couple other citizens make a point, a valid point. You have a receptive, you know, a receptive council, and you made a change in, in two weeks. You know, what would it take to, to, to engage like that in, in Washington or in Tallahassee? Oh, That's it's impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's a different it's a different monster. You're right. the The impact of local government is is very fast. You know, yeah. So that's awesome. So, if elected, you know, and you know, many terms that may be, how would you like to be remembered? Interesting question. Like I said, if and when elected, the way I'd look at it. Um, I said I I really would really like to end the contentious nature of our relationship with the city of Miami, okay? The county to a certain extent, but we're part of the county. We're obviously not part of the city of Miami. I think that's that needs to be ended, you know? And look, there's, I'm not going to name names, but there's some people on the other side who just use us as a, as a way to bludgeon people and whatever. And you know what? I, they're not, they can't be moving them for the process, but we just have to go over and around or whatever it is. Because in the end, we're all neighbors here, you know? And I honestly, I mean, when I go out to dinner, if I don't go up to one of the great places here in the key, you know, I go to Brickle, I go to Wynwood. You know, my wife works in the design district. This is, you know, like I said, I all my friends, they, they want to come to the beach and keep this game, want to hang out, want to go to the Ritz, have a cocktail. I mean, it's it's crazy to think that, you know, I, I don't think the regular the regular person views us as that different. I mean, we're different because we live out here, we have our own community. But like I said, we're all we're all in South Florida together. So I'd love I love if I could put that at least in motion. And back to, like I said, back to the bear cut. I, I'd like to know that even if all I served was four years, that that project, if it's not finished, which I, I doubt it could be, but at least it's been started. And it's been started because, you know, myself and all the other council members and obviously Steve Williamson have put the impetus on on, uh, on the county to get it done. So, Got it. And I'd like to my kids and my wife and my parents to be proud of me as well and my friends and my neighbors and you. I'm sure we'll all be, you know, I, oh. it's, it's a volunteer position. And I know that it takes a lot to, to dedicate to public service. So, you know, it's always one, somebody tries, you know, and they try to good for the community, you know, it's, it's still, it still merits a thank you for your service. Right. <laughs> um, my, my dad has a, a quote. Um, and if I get the names wrong or whatever, when I told him I was going to do this, it's a, it's an old quote from a, Jose Madi was talking to uh, Maximo Gomez. I, if I get the names wrong, I apologize. But the general, the tenor of the of the quote will make sense. Is like, so Madi was offering Gomez the to be the head of the Revolutionary Army, and Gomez asked Madi, "He's like, like, yeah, but what can you offer me?" And Madi looked at him and said, "I can offer you the ingratitude of men." Like saying, "Hey, look, you know what? This is a thankless job. Sometimes uh -huh. you're gonna take it, but you're gonna, you know what? You'll, you will have." the recognition of a job well done at the end. And that's kind of it. So like I said, I, I come into this with open eyes, knowing that 
some people will be, but I, I think um, if I do my homework, if I, if I, uh, if I said and engage with the other members of the council, whatever, I think I'll, I'll be remembered in a good way. I hope because there, there's been some great people that have served here, some incredibly talented people. I've, I've gotten a chance to meet a lot of them um, that are here. Some have passed away, but I'd love to be part of that legacy. So I, I know you mentioned that you've gone to the debates or more like a conversation forums, you know, with the other candidates and stuff. So, and I know you tapped on some of your differences. Could you give us a little bit of what you believe makes you stand out amongst the other candidates? What makes me stand out? I said, it's a talented group. I have had zero relationship, whether it be running for office or in government or anything or working in a bureaucracy or whatever. I have been a total private sector person. I bring no preconceived notions to the work ahead. I think the fact that I haven't been involved directly with anything that's been going on, I'm not tied to any decisions, whether they be good or bad. I can look at everything first time and give my opinion. And I always think it's it's good when you're when you're looking to solve a problem to bring in a fresh set of eyes because there's always issues or opportunities that somebody from the outside can look into. You know? It's like when you write a piece or whatever and you, you hand it to somebody else and they're like, oh, well, why don't you say it like this? And you're like, oh, yeah, that sounds a lot better. I, I view the council as a collaborative thing from playing team sports in high school to projects during my MBA program to sales teams that I've assembled before. I'm, I've always been a collaborative person. So I I try to, I work well in teams. Um, I don't need all the credit. Um, I don't desire all the credit. Um, I thank you every once in a while. Um, I like, but. That being said, I, I think I, I would my personality, my skill set um, would work well in a collaborative body like this. It, when I first started working in the city of Miami and I told everybody I had no previous experience, they actually they, it was they a lot of people shared with me that that was a positive thing for sure, because you bring, yeah. like you said, a fresh set of eyes, different ideas. You're not you don't have any preconceptions or notions about how things should be. So I had to Google what a commissioner was when I first started. So, you know, <laughs> well, it's look, it's and it really. And the thing is, is that back to what we're saying about village government, it's not like this government is so small and lean and is able to move that. It's not like like going into an entrenched bureaucracy where you're like, well, you got to learn how this works because mm-hmm. you're going to work like this. It's, like I said, we have the flexibility to be able to move and react to situations. That's why I, I, I think local government is the the ultimate problem solver if you can't solve it yourself your family can't solve it i mean to look to the federal government and say I mean, it's just it just it's in, it doesn't make any sense you have to engage with the people around you and 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 nobody is going to have more empathy for you than your neighbors you know and that's it i mean this is one big neighborhood here you know mm-hmm. and like oh it's this side and that's east side and west side and this is midtown this no this is we're all we all live in keep escape so i i said it, it's uh it's I, it's it's a it's a way to, to affect people's lives that, like I said, it's substantive. And, I'm, you know, like I said, I'd love to be part of that process. The village council position, you know, it's it's a non-paid, just like the mayors that we've been doing it like this for many, many, since the beginning, right? So how much time do you plan to dedicate to this position? It's, um, I, it was clear to me before because I had had some conversations that it's not about having one meeting a month, you know, that's, that's <laughs> like, you know. That's like, you know, that's like saying, well, well, you know what, that, you know, the NFL, they only, they only work 16 days, you know, of the year because they only play 16 games. Well, that's not the way it works. Okay. Um, you pretty much work the entire year towards this. Um, 
I, I'm very good at, at, at segmenting my time. I'm an early riser and I go to say, I don't, like I said, it's not a, uh, I, I know I'm going to have to dedicate specific periods of time. Um, obviously I have family, I have, you know, I have family, I have kids, I've got a, yeah. I've got a job, but as I said, I, I have the ability to focus. I've, once again, I, I got my MBA while I was working full time. You know, I always worked jobs while I was in college. As I mentioned before, it's funny because I haven't run a marathon in a while, but I was a marathon runner. I have run marathons. Maybe I wasn't a marathon runner. I've run marathons, to put it that way. Not that fast, but but I'm, I'm able to sit there, you know, and say, okay, this is the work that needs to get done. Focus, get it done, accomplish the thing. If you're going to start a task, do it well, or don't do it at all. So that is my, that is the way I'm looking at this, at the, at the council position. So Awesome. So, you know, there's a lot of stress, you know, with life and all these challenges, especially in public service with people's opinions and you know, all these things. So, so tell us what are some of the things that you do to, um, to relax after a stressful day? Bourbon. Bourbon. Nice. I'm not, yeah, well, that's my Need on ice. Need or on ice. Um, you know what, it, it all, you know what, I, as I, my bourbon selling friends, cause I, I think I mentioned, I, I sold wine and spirits for a long time. They'd be insulted, but I do like it on ice. It's too hot here. You need to, you need to put it on ice. Although nice wine, I got to tell you a nice glass of wine is right up there. So, but, um, all kidding aside, even though that's not really all that much kidding. Um, I do like to exercise. Uh, I said, I, I got, I will, I'll, I'll say something I probably shouldn't say. I was a cigarette smoker for 25 years. Okay. Um, and I quit when I was 40, which was 12 years ago. And when I quit, I said, you know what? This is going to be a complete lifestyle change. I played sports in high school, whatever. Look, I started smoking one back when it was supposedly cool. And I'm glad it's not cool anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, but um, so exercise became a big part of my life, you know, I, and it, it is amazing. And I, and I encourage anybody who's a smoker out there to please quit. I'm not, I won't. I said, I'm not going to harangue anybody. I'm telling you, I went from a pack and a half smoker to, to finishing a full marathon less than two years later. I've done triathlons. I did triathlons in Italy and Budapest. Once again, not record break. Okay, nothing, whatever. But definitely completed. Um, get your sense of smell back. Your clothes don't smell. It's expensive. It's, there's so much downside to it. Um, like I said, I didn't mean this to be a PSA, but it really, it was really a delineation point in my life. If I still been a smoker, my wife told me, she didn't meet me as a smoker. I'd already quit for like seven years. She said, I wouldn't have married you. I'm like, no, I wouldn't have blamed you. So, so that's, uh, that's that. So, um, but, um, but yeah, like I said, I, I love, like I said, I love, um, we're, we're talking about things that relax us, right? Um, yes. yeah. Exercise. Like I said, a nice glass of wine, going out to dinner with my wife. Like I said, those trips that we take, some we take with kids, some we don't. You can imagine which ones are less stressful. Um, and like I said, just getting outside. Look, I'm, I'm sitting on my balcony right now, getting a nice tan, talking to you. So this is uh, these are the kind of things we, we have. We have a driving over the Rickett Parker on the way home from having worked in Miami or doing whatever. That that is probably one of the most de-stressing things there is. You know, it really is. Uh, we like it's we drive into paradise. So it's a it's a great thing, and uh, so and when we drive golf carts, come on, it's, you know it's a golf cart. That's fun, you know. So I think it's stress on a golf cart. I don't, I don't think anybody gets stressed on a golf cart. That's, that's <laughs> a it's like it's it's you know <laughs> Disney World for, for adults here. It's crazy. So. so when you have a last minute guest, what is a go to meal? 
go-to meal. All right, so where am I getting takeout from? Because that's because I'm not going to cook because I don't like to do dishes. My wife makes me do the dishes. So that being said, my go-tos are um, Aisha. I love Aisha. We had that last night. Fantastic Indian food. Um, Milanesta is always a favorite too. Um, uh, I got to tell you, pizza. Sir pizza I like. I like Domino's too. Not going to lie. So Sir pizza's got the, the pepperoni, which is, you know, whatever. But Domino's, uh, I'm friends with Caesar over at Domino's, so I, I, I give it a plug also. But uh, this, we, we, we really do have a great day. If it's a lunch thing, definitely Golden Hog. Grab mm. some sandwiches. Uh, the, the new grill is great too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think we've, I mean, we've gotten to the point that we have a great, great little culinary scene here. And um, I, you know, I love it. I, it keeps expanding. There's a new place. Amartino, I think is what it's called. It would be eaten at a couple of times. It's there in the, in the Key oh. Colony Park, which is uh, where the old keyhole used to be, which is fantastic. I recommend anybody to go there. It's great ceviche. Um, so yeah, those would be my go-tos. So we, we do a lot of takeout. And I will say one other thing as a plug. Like I said, I, I sold wine and spirits, so I always had a good relationship with restaurants. If you're going to pick up, not delivery, delivery, use Uber Eats, Postmates, whatever. But if you're going to pick up, call the restaurant directly. Because if you do it through an app, they have to pay like 30% to the app for what they, whatever. And you know what? Call the restaurant directly. All the owners will appreciate and let them know when you get there. It's like, hey, I called you directly because I want you to put all that money in your pocket because I want you to keep your businesses open here and keep it staying. Because that is the one thing. Pandemic, whatever, the tennis store just closed by Golden Hog, which is really sad to see. Um, I want to do everything we can to you know, shop locally. I think it's a very important thing here. Um, and like I said, I mean, this, these are people's you know, livelihoods. You know, so we have to support them here. I, you know that make that I like that I like that I'm going to tell people too to call restaurants, especially if you're here in the key. You want to order, you want to pick up, order by phone. Mike, Mike from Aisha <clears> told me he's like, hey, I'm glad you called me because you know I got to. I'm like, I didn't never never knew that. Once again, if it's for delivery, it's a different story. But you know, if it's for pickup, call direct. Awesome. So, what do you love most about the key? <sighs> I kind of went. I kind of went this the other night. Um, so I'm gonna rehash i guess some of the things i, I talked uh -huh. about i like the fact that i can drive my daughter to school in a golf cart um i like the fact that my dad has his group of friends at golden hog and he goes there every morning and has coffee and sits there and chit chats um i like the fact that we have the best place to ride bike in all of south florida maybe all of florida i mean it, it draws so many people um i like the fact that you know i have a dog and i can walk him at two in the morning and i don't have to give us you know Second thought, you know, about, oh, I'm out here by myself at two in the morning. You feel so incredibly safe here, you know? Um, I love the 4th of July parade, the fireworks. It's better than any place that, you know, that you can go. I mean, I, like I said, my cousin literally calls me at like six months in advance. I got your parking space. I'm coming in for the 4th of July. I'm like, all right. Um, and we actually rode in it this year. So I was part of the committee. And towards the end, I, I rode with, with my family, which I had never done. And we had a blast. We did a, a theme that was uh, Mardi Gras in July. So we handed out beads and cups and whatever. And it was pretty cool. So um, what else? Um, I love grilling with my friends. My parents live across the street, the sands, you know, I love the beach. I mean, like the level of outdoor, the community center, you know, to work out at. I mean, imagine my wife and I, so our kids are still too young, so we don't have to pay. I think we paid $380 to be a member of the community center for a year to be able to work out or whatever. A gym runs these days. On, on the other side of the bridge, like I, it's like $200 a, a month per person, you know? Mm -hmm. so 
there's a there's a lot of just built-in benefits that we have here that some of them we take advantage of, some of them we don't. But like I said, it's it's the community that, that benefits. Um, you know, and I, I I love living here. You know, I love the people. You know, love going to the Ritz and having a, a pina colada with Gino out there. But if you haven't done that, you got to do that. That's uh, nice. that's an experience. So, but yeah, that's all the stuff. And I can name probably a, a thousand things more. But it's just it really is this place. You know, it it has a culture in onto itself. I think people that come here realize that and, you know, and assimilate to it. As I mentioned before, you know, we had two kids, two bedroom apartment, you know, thankfully I bought it a long time ago at a, at a price were a lot lower. Um, but the easiest thing would be to sell it and move to a big house somewhere. You know, I'm not going to bash Kendall again. I'm going to say somewhere else, you know, <laughs> but I'm not going to do it. Uh, but, but it's, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to live you know, somewhere else. I want to live here, you know? So, you know what? I have to work extra hard. My wife has to work extra hard. Um, um, and, and that's kind of the reason I ran too, because I wanted, like I said, if we're going to put in the extra work to live here, um, I want to make sure it's still the great place that it's always been. So, and lastly, and lastly, can you explain, uh, can you share with us a perfect weekend for you and your family in the key? The perfect weekend. All right. <laughs> I already, I already mentioned my affinity for wine and bourbon. So I guess that's, that's <laughs> I'm going to mention that again. Perfect weekend. All right. So it's, uh. The weather, like today, maybe a little less cloudy. So, um, schedule my last meeting on Friday for like two or three o'clock. So I get back early before the traffic. Um, grab the kids, my wife, jump in the golf cart, head to the cleat. Um, you know, watch the sunset from there, have some appetizers, then head back in. It's Friday night still. We go to Milanesa for dinner. Um, love that place. Um, my daughter calls it the lollipop restaurant with the lollipop tree. So I usually right. have like, 10 or 15 for them. It's amazing, <laughs> amazing what a lollipop does for a child. I, I, there is nothing as an adult that is as pleasurable as a lollipop is for a child. It's, it's just nuts. So that's Friday. Come back home Saturday morning. In a perfect weekend, my son sleeps past six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> we don't, we don't have the, too many perfect weekends out these days. Uh, <laughs> make coffee. I always make the coffee. That's my job. I'm not a perfect husband, but I make the coffee. Okay, every day make the top. Um, have some coffee with my wife, hang out, invite my dad or mom over to stay with the kids, and we go play tennis um, usually. So we've gotten into that. My wife's gotten really good, uh, better than me, some would say. Um, then after that, go pick up probably a couple sandwiches at Golden Hog or a pizza from Domino's, come back, have lunch with the kids, relax, and then probably head to the beach um, at night. Invite some friends over. We've, like I said, since uh, we've made a lot of friends here now, especially it's, it's amazing when, you, when your kids get into school, how your friend group grows, you know, because you have so many things in common with people. And then your kids can play with these kids. So invite some friends over, you know, order some takeout directly from the restaurant. Um, yeah, maybe, like I said, Aisha is one of our go-tos. And then Sunday, um, once again, sun sleeps in a little early. We usually go to church at 10 o'clock. Uh, my, my daughter's in the choir now which is uh it's kind of cool so it's fun um after that grab brunch with the parents um and time it out just perfect so that the kids take a nap when the dolphin game comes on dolphins obviously have to win you know for a perfect weekend uh -huh. here and then after that we'll you know after the game whatever four o'clock whatever that time take the kids down to the beach or, or to like i said my parents at the sands great grill there um invite some friends over and just and just relax you know and just call it a day, you know, and just enjoy in the outside here, which is just fantastic, you know. 
So that pretty much would be a, a perfect weekend. So could happen awesome. this weekend. For now, you never know. I got to put signs out. I can't. I got to put signs. Yeah. <laughs> you got to put up those signs. Oh, I got to put up the signs. No, no, no. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's fine. Awesome. Nick, it's been great to have you on the show and get to know you a little bit. Hopefully um, other residents also get to um, get to listen in and get to know you and uh, well, you know, good luck, good luck in this race. And thank you for, for taking the leap. Thank you for taking the leap to serve the community. You know, I know, I know it takes a lot. So thank you. Well, Hunter, like I said, I, I, I thank you for having me. And honestly, it has been a pleasure. I knew it would be, like I said, I, I listened to your podcast for, for a long time. So thanks for having me. Um, like I said, if people see me out in public or whatever, I come knock on your doors, don't be afraid. It's just me. I just want to put a yard sign in your house. So, um, but beyond that, yeah, like I said, this is a great experience. I think we've got a great slate of, of candidates. Um, so I, I don't think the community can go wrong. Um, but yeah, I hope you vote for me and then um, we can go from there. So and you can hold me accountable for all the stuff I've said on here. So. All right. All right. It's a wrap, man. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Alejandro, I really appreciate it.